Welcome to the Dwen podcast, where we're going to have a conversation on the importance of resilience, which is one of those traits that's really important for everybody, but particularly for entrepreneurs. I'm delighted to be joined in this conversation this morning by Erica Brennis, who's a former TV news anchor and mom blogger based in Austin, Texas. Also want to welcome Jenny Garrett. Jenny is an award-winning career coach, speaker and trainer based in the UK. So delighted to have a very international panel this morning. So like to start the conversation by asking Erica and Jenny to introduce themselves. Erica, would you like to start? Yes, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited about this conversation. I think as a working mom now trying to figure out how to be resilient from home right now has been a challenge, so I'm excited. But yeah, I'm here in Austin, Texas, and I used to be a news anchor and have done a lot of um, corporate video content, taking my background in TV news and telling great stories for various businesses. And after having my daughter and juggling all of my clients, I was really tired um, and having one of those bathroom moments where I'm like finding my alone time and came up with the idea for my um, blog, which is called Real Mom, Real Tired. And I just love being able to share things that help me in my journey as a mom um, that make life a little bit easier, whether it's an activity or a product or something to do. And so that's what I'm doing now through my blog, Real Mom, Real Tired. That's great, Erica. And thank you for being so honest with us. And, and you know, that's what Dwen, the Dell Women's Entrepreneur Network, is all about. It's sharing. Um, Jenny. Hi. Hi. So really great to be here. Can't wait to get stuck into having a conversation with Erica. Uh, as you said, I'm based in the UK. I started off with a career in marketing. So I had a corporate career. And then a colleague tapped me on the shoulder and said, where next? Where are you going to go with your career? And encouraged me into the world of coaching. I found attending a coaching program really quite transformational for me and ended up taking that leap to being freelance. 13 years on, I've written a book on, on female breadwinners and supporting those women who are juggling career and life. Have a portfolio of coaching clients. A lot are women uh, in senior roles and also provide leadership development organizations. My work is all about empowering people, giving them the strategies and the skills they need to thrive in today's changing world. And it definitely is changing at the moment. <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, I think everybody's going through a huge change. So, Erica, I'll hand over to you to start the conversation. Thank you. And yeah, Jenny, I'm so excited to have this conversation. We had a little brief conversation last week and your voice is so comforting and reassuring. And I think that's what we need right now. I think just in talking to so many of my friends, my female friends, some of us have our own companies, some of us don't, but we're all navigating this moment. And I always have said that moms are the ultimate entrepreneur. Women just it's in our blood to be entrepreneurs. And so I think we are naturally a little bit, you know, resilient, but in a moment like this, it can get really hard. I totally agree that I think um, everyone's resilience is being put to the ultimate test right now. We've never experienced anything like this before. And 
you're right, mums, I think, are resilient. I think we're fighters in a way. It's like we'll do anything to, to um, defend our children, to defend, you know, the ones who are uh, less fortunate or vulnerable. Um, but this is uh, really beyond that. And uh, in a way, uh, if your resilience levels have been low already, say you've been juggling your family life and your business and maybe an elderly relative as well, and and then this comes, this ultimate curveball of COVID-19 comes, uh, I think it can knock you for six. And that would be completely natural, really. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing, but on a day-to-day basis, it feels different, right? There's one day you wake up and you're like, okay, we can do this. And then the next, you know, maybe by lunchtime, you're in tears in your kitchen trying to figure out how to do it all. Have you heard that that's sort of the experience, like, I guess, looking for some reassurance that, you know, I'm not the only one in that (laughs) right now? (laughs) Well, as a business owner myself, I can tell you that that's the experience, but also from my clients, uh, uh, seeing things disappear from their diary, seeing contracts cancelled or postponed and put on hold and that panic that ensues as a result of that, but also just other things that are not normal anymore, going to the shopping center or the mall, depending on where you are in the world, what you decide to call it, you know, and it being empty and it being deserted and just thinking, what is this? What is going on here? And trying to make sense of it. it it's been a shock for all of us and trying to get around this new normal, which I hope won't be normal forever is really, really tough. And um, there's a grief cycle. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's a lady called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross who created a cycle for when people grieve. And uh, then they uh, they decided actually it was really appropriate to change as well. And it's that sense of actually sometimes anger, sometimes emotion, sometimes I don't want to do this, I want to get off sometimes bargaining with God, you know, if I'm good from now on, will I not have to go through this anymore? And I think we go through this point to acceptance some days, but then back to anger or upset or distress. And I think we're going through that cycle on a daily basis because we've lost the way things are normally. And I'd encourage you, Erica, and, uh, you know, friends, colleagues to look at that grief cycle because it can help you make a bit more sense of where you are. Um, Sometimes when we have these strong emotions, we think we're the only ones experiencing it or don't understand because maybe we're really lucky compared to some other people. Um, So we don't have a right to feel these feelings. But when you look at that cycle, um, then you start to realize this is just normal. It's a natural reaction to change. Um, And that's exactly what we're experiencing. Yeah. And when you have, you know, your own business, you have employees who are looking to you. and, And like you said, I mean, we have a number of things we're juggling, family, friends, all the things, you know, how do you stay or how do you recommend we try to be mindful about staying resilient in this time when like we're dealing with our own emotions, but then also having to juggle, you know, like I said, the business, your employees, your friends, your family, your kids, your husband, or whatever, you know, your partner. Um, how how do you stay motivated and, and resilient in this moment? Yeah, well, it starts with us. It's that saying, you know, when you're on an airplane, put your own uh, air on before you uh, before you help others. Uh, and I think we have when we have these responsibilities, when we have so many people relying on us, uh, then I think we really have to look after ourselves. 
Um, but the first thing I'd say is be authentic and be you. Um, there's no doubt that you might feel vulnerable right now. And that's fine. And it's it's okay to say that. It's okay to tell your staff that you don't have all the answers because the person who leads your country, wherever you are in the world, doesn't have all the answers. So why on earth would you have them all? And to be a bit vulnerable. Um, at the moment, there's no organization that isn't a bit vulnerable. Even if you're working for the health service or, or wherever, where actually there's a lot of demand, we still don't quite know exactly what's going on and what's co what's coming next. So I would encourage authenticity. I would encourage a space where you can say, this is how much I know, but this is what I don't know. I can tell you that you've got work for the next four weeks, but I can't necessarily tell you what, what exactly the future holds, but I'm going to do my best to be as open and honest with you as I can. And also, this is a time for creativity, actually, thinking outside the box, pivoting your business, not trying to do it all on your own. So, so saying to people, what can you help me? Can you think of something that I haven't thought of to help my business or to do something else with a project product that I am making? We're seeing this in so much creativity right now um, with organizations who don't normally make face masks or ventilators or whatever is needed actually switching it up and being able to do that. Can your business switch it up? What can it do differently? How can you look at things differently? And you know, on a personal level as well, can you make efficiencies? Because right now, most people are worried about their money, worried about their finances. You know, the first thing I did was look through my bank statement and think, is there anything I can stop? Is there anything I can cut? Is there anything I can put on hold? I, I immediately thought, well, I won't be leaving the house very much I can reduce the plan, the data plan on my phone. I'm using Wi-Fi. I'm not hardly going anywhere. I'm not, you're not permitted to go too far. I can reduce that in the short term and bring the data back up when I am leaving the house again. So these little savings can help you feel a bit more in control um, and also can help you feel that you are going to be able to manage and support your colleagues, your, um, your family members, whoever's relying on you really. Yeah, I love that piece of advice because it's, you know, I do remember many times over the last couple of years when we switched a new cell, to a new cell phone provider, mm -hmm. having to call and say, ooh, can you up my data? <laughs> so I know a couple of times over the year, I've paid $20 more here, $20 more here, whatever it was. Like, I love that piece of advice because it's something tangible. And I think that's what we need is like, we need right now, at least personally, I do. It's like, I need to know what I can do to navigate this new normal. Um, having, I have a two and a half year old daughter mm -hmm. having her home and trying to get work done. It's like, I need to know it's sort of almost a factor of control maybe, but it's like, mm -hmm. in order to find my, my resilience in this moment, like I need things that I know I can manage. Right. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And there's actually, um, well, there's two lovely models that I, I'd love to share, but actually just listening to what you've just said, there's a, there's a really nice model with three circles. It's called the Circle of Concern, and it's uh, made famous by Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he says there's a circle of control in the center, then a wider circle, a circle of influence, and then there's an even wider circle, a circle of concern. 
And what he says is that, it, well, a good idea to do is write down all of the things that are worrying you, bothering you, that you, you have on your mind, just writing them in a list, first of all, and then thinking about where they fit in those circles. So actually, you know, coronavirus it, it is a big thing. You personally can't control the fact that coronavirus is here. So that would go into the circle of concern. Um, what can you influence? Well, maybe you can influence your partner's attitude to it. Um, maybe you can influence the morale of your colleagues, but you can't control those things. What can you control? Well, you can control your attitude, maybe how much networking you do at this time. You can control the fact that you can make sure you get enough sleep, which I think people are suffering from not enough sleep right now because they're concerned. Um, how you look after yourself physically so that your immune system is strong so you don't get ill from it, hopefully, or if you do ever, it gets mild symptoms. Um, so you can start to think, what have I got some power over? And that's where you need to focus your time. So when you put this big list of things, there's some things you just can park and say, you know what, if I spend my thought process on this stuff that I can do nothing about, then I'm taking it away from the things that I can do something with. And, and that's not good for you. So focus on what you can control. You can control your attitude. You can control some of your outgoings. You can control the conversations that you have with people and the potential creativity to do something else in your business. Um, and these are things that you have power over. The more you focus on those, you move from this powerless, I'm a victim, to actually I'm powerful, I'm making things happen. And it only takes one thing. You start with one small thing and that it has a bit of a domino effect to other things. Um, so for example, as soon as this happened, I was supposed to go to South Africa. I was had all this traveling uh, booked in and it all started falling away from my, my diary. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have months of nothing. Um, and what I did was I thought, what do people need right now? Oh, they need um, some personal resilience. Let me speak to some colleagues and see if we can put a few videos together and get that out into the world because that's what I need. That's what other people need. And we came together and we did it. And as soon as I did that, I started feeling much more powerful and energized. And that's the reason why I've been invited to do this podcast, because I immediately pivoted and thought about what I had some power and control over. And it's uh, cascaded into more and more wonderful, interesting avenues. So you don't always know what will come of the first thing that you take control of, but it can do it can really uh, cascade out to end up helping you do something your business could change its direction in a, in a way you just can't imagine as a result of you taking control of something small for yourself. Mm, I know it's so powerful to be, like you've said, vulnerable, open to pivoting and um, being kind of quick on our feet to say, okay, what am I needing in this moment? I bet you other people need it. And yeah, we are seeing so many companies who are just like, you know what? I have the ability to make these new masks. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, being open to new ideas can be hard because we do get so, you know, um, I don't know, we fall in love with our companies. We fall in love with our business and our ideas. And if you're not quick to on your feet to potentially be open to make changes, you might get left behind in a moment like this. 
Absolutely. This really teaches us that we need to be always thinking to the future and always evolving our businesses. Those people who really steered away from online and haven't uh, been tech savvy are really suffering right now because, you know, even the conference calls, um, the calling of your family, everything is online. And so they've had to very quickly skill up, but skilling up, you're still behind those who were already skilled up. Um, and I think this is this is a lesson for us all to keep moving forward, to keep thinking what's next, uh, what do I need to keep learning, not to become complacent, um, to keep stepping out of our comfort zone, because if we keep stepping out of our comfort zone when we don't have to, and when we do have to, we're more likely to be able to do it. So when you, when it comes to it, let's talk a little bit about like a, having a staff, you know, and mm. signs to look for in yourself, in your staff that you're like, mm, you know what, our resilience is being tested right now and, and how to navigate that when it comes to your company, your employees. Yes, I think it's about constant communication. Um, I'm hearing people saying we're having uh, coffees on a Friday, coffee and cake and just informal chats. Um, and I think creating a space where well-being is the priority. Um, and also this idea that, oh, it's we're working from home, we're doing exactly what we would have done when we weren't working from home. If your organization had a physical space and then you're now moving it into people's homes, you can't expect necessarily for them to be able to do the same level of work for many reasons. The schools are shut in many countries and so children will be around. They might be caring for an elderly relative. They might not even have a space to work. They might be sharing that space with other people. Uh, it might be they're working from the kitchen table. The kitchen table might have to be used for other things at different times. So I think, first of all, it's really important to acknowledge that with your staff to say, I know this isn't how we normally do things. I don't expect 150% of productivity out of you as you would have done in the office because you don't have exactly what you had there. Uh, and I think giving them also the flexibility to then be focused on outcomes, not on presenteeism. So uh, actually, if you the best time for you to do this work is 9 p.m. at night, as long as it's done by our deadlines, well, that's fine, rather than sticking to the rigid nine to five. Um, but also people have more time in a different way because most people commute um, and that's going to take a certain amount of time. I think the average commute is an hour and a half. So if people have three hours extra in a day, um, that's that's a gift and helping them to use that gift really effectively because it might be that that gift of time is a space for them to really think creatively, to really think strategically, if that's their role to do so, to really come up with um, some different ways of doing things um, and actually encouraging them not just to fill that time with more of the same, but actually are there ways we can do things different? Are, are there lessons we can learn from our current situation? What else could we be doing? Um, and encouraging them to just think differently and not just fill every bit of time. Because I do think that this is the biggest gift that we are be being given, uh, a, a gift of time, even though we might not realize it. And even if we might be juggling lots, uh, uh, lots right now, there is extra time that we didn't have. So uh, encouraging them to use that wisely is really important. 
Yeah, I think we've entered sort of a new phase of this, you know, new normal of the first week, it was like, ooh, spring break, you know? And then the second week, it was like, oof. Like, each week sort of, for me, has had a different feeling. And so, for me, last week, it was especially like, okay, which was, I think, you know, week, and it's different, obviously, depending on what country you're in, but we now know, like, this is how it's going to be. And so let's take this moment and try to make the most of it versus trying to figure out how we were going to feel about like, are we going to be in our homes for one week, two weeks, Mm -hmm. two months, three months, like, what's it going to look like? And obviously, we have to figure out how to be productive in this time. And I think, you know, talking about the, 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 topic of time, um, you know, finding that the way in this moment, maybe it's every morning. Do you have any advice like waking up to get yourself on the right path for the day? I know you shared something with me during our previous conversation and I loved it. And I've been trying to think of it every day. What Can you share that again? Yeah. So it's a tool um, to really boost your personal resilience. And it is, I have, I am, and I can. So when we're, you know, it's important for you to think about what you have in your life. What is a secure base for you? And also what external resources you can access. Things like trusting relationships, structure rules, role models, encouragement, um, maybe the ability to be autonomous or even in your country, access to health and education benefits. Those are things you have. So actually just acknowledging what do I have in my life? There will for all of us be things we have, even if at the moment we're thinking, oh my goodness, the, the carpet's been pulled from under me. Everything I thought I had has gone. There will be some things that you still have. So actually just listing that and acknowledging it for yourself. Then there's I am. Here's where you consider your strengths, the self-belief you have. Um, yeah, What are your beliefs about yourself? How confident are you? Uh, you could be saying things like, I'm lovable and I'm empathetic and I'm loving or I'm proud of myself, or I I love the way I'm a responsible person, or I'm filled with hope, and I'm filled with faith and trust. So these are things that you are, these are I am. And lastly, there's I can. And this is where you reflect on your interpersonal skills that you have, that you can make use of. It might be things like, uh, how could I seek go to my network for help? Uh, I can do that. Um, uh, how can my relationship help me? Um, so you might say, I can communicate, I can problem solve, I can manage my feelings and my impulses, I can seek trusting relationships. And going through that process of I have, I am, and I can enables you to recognize your qualities and your attributes and your skills and your support network. So I definitely encourage everyone to take a few minutes out today and every day to do that. And you'll begin to feel more resourceful and more resilient. I think that would even be a great thing to share with your team, you know, just if if you have a weekly call or something like maybe even opening it up, like if you do have that coffee time with coffee and cake which I'm like everyone's eating cake yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not good for the waistline <laughs> great idea and so talk about it you know like and it's that 
the power of the positive mindset is so powerful. And so I think, yes, focusing on it as an individual and within your family, but also sharing it with your friends and your colleagues. And I think that just having that conversation might be a really positive, you know, thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, do you have any final tips for me? Um, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so much more to say. It's a shame that the time goes so quickly, doesn't it? I've really enjoyed speaking with you, Erica. Um, I think my final tip is to breathe. And uh, of course, we're all breathing because if we weren't, we wouldn't be able to listen to this uh, podcast. But quite often, people breathe in a very shallow way. And I know the anxiety, people are experiencing anxiety like they never have before. Um, more people are having panic attacks and um, it's difficult right now. Um, and so actually changing the way we breathe because shallow breathing creates more stress so that when we're breathing just from our chest rather than our belly, then actually we create more anxiety and, and more stress for ourselves. So actually when you breathe, your chest and your shoulders should stay relaxed but your tummy should extend. Those people who do yoga and that sort of thing are probably quite familiar with this. When you breathe out, your tummy should um, contract. And exhaling is really important, actually making an audible sound when you exhale. That's what gets rid of the stress. It's not just the breathing in and out, it's that sort of breathing loudly. And when you exhale, you could say a word. You could say joy or calm or peace. So you're kind of uh, exhaling what you want as well. So you breathe in for five, your belly. you hold for five, and then you release for five. And when you release, you exhale something that you want. Should we try it together? I would love that. Okay. What, what, which word are we going to say when we exhale? Ooh. Or do you just oh. want to make a loud sound? It's up to you. I know. Let's do the sound. I, okay. I, I actually took a voice and diction class in college ah. and learned about that, like, oh, and releasing with that sound. And it really does, you feel it in your body. So I say we go for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So breathing in for five. Holding for five. And exhale. Ah. <laughs> I didn't hear you, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Brilliant. I Brilliant. It, yes, it does feel so good. And it just feels good, I feel like, to have these sort of, you know, positive conversations. Also, you know, being honest about, hey, this is hard. And then sharing ways, you know, that we can find the good and find you know the best way to navigate um life right now as i'm about to step away and do an online school with my two and a half year old you know i mean yeah. I, I will say even though that seems overwhelming i've learned so much in seeing my daughter work and i think a lot of parents are overwhelmed by this at home school but it's been able to show me areas you know that she's really thriving in and so mm -hmm. there is some excitement in, in all of this and it's but it's scary and it's all it's all the things we're all very overwhelmed but it's kind of interesting to have this from a worldwide 
perspective, everyone is, is feeling this for sure. Absolutely. And yeah, I think through this process and when we're trying to be resilient, self-compassion is essential. Uh, it's really essential to develop our personal resilience. So not beating ourselves up if we haven't done everything we wanted to, if we haven't been the best teacher, if we haven't been the best boss, any of that, just actually being kind to ourselves through this process because we're doing the best we can with what we have right now. Erica and Jenny, thank yes. you so much for all your your wise words and just the sharing that's gone on in this conversation. And I think, you know, one thing that really resonates with me is the power that we have, you know, to utilize that, you know, as you mentioned, thinking about what I have, I am, I can, and to think about those things we can control. Some things are out of our control, but I think it, it helps us to be really positive and resilient when we can think about what we can control. So thank you so much. And a final note to all our DWEN members, stay safe and well, and we look forward to talking to you soon.